0: everyone and welcome to another episode of Raising Bulls. We are the only podcast dedicated to the New York Red Bulls 2 of USL. Tonight, we have a lot to talk about, people. We are in the final stretch of the season. (laughs) The season? I'm not sure what that is. But we are in the final stretch of the season. uh, And we're going to recap a big win uh, over Pittsburgh. Uh, The playoff implications of said win and the teams around them. Uh, We're going to listen to the post-game comments from uh, uh, Florian Velo, Hassan Adam, and John (laughs) Wolanek. We're going to preview two games this week for Tampa Bay Rowdies and uh, Orlando City B. We've got two questions on the plate. That's right, two questions. We go weeks sometimes, no questions. Tonight we got two. Uh, And uh, we're going to discuss what might be a little tiny bit of a bombshell uh, from Florian Velo uh, in those post-game comments. I'll play those for you uh, ad hoc uh, before we actually just listen to the, the full post-game later. Whew, that's a lot to go over. Uh, joining me tonight, as always, we've got uh, Bill Toomey of Bill T. Uh, of Bill T. What am I saying? Of Bill Toomey Photography. Hello, Bill. Hey,
1: Joe. How are you doing tonight? Uh, I guess not great.
0: Uh, that's too... Uh, uh, slips in, in the intro. I think that's almost like an own goal, record. right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Bill uh, is awesome because Bill was at the game this weekend. Unlike a certain someone else that I know, and he's here with us oh, now. Oh, it's Mister. I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm sorry that I have
2: to take a lift to a game because a team called New York decides to play deep in New Jersey.
0: There is absolutely on record at least more than once on this podcast but hey, i told hey, bill, you hey, bill, if you need a where do you
1: live bill where do i live yeah where do you live just name the state not new york all right yep let's wait. how about you joe <laughs> i
0: i live to serve you could ask uh mr gary redmond <laughs> That I brought him to the train station after the game, and I told him I would pick him up any time, just like I told you a number of times on this show. So I don't want to hear your excuses, Anthony.
1: And you could even ride over with Gary. Yep. So there we go.
0: Uh-huh. So there.
1: Okay. The, the point
2: still, still stands. You do call them the Montclair Miners. By the way, I'm That's Anthony true. from NYCSoccerWorld.com.
0: <laughs> I tried to introduce <laughs> you. You couldn't help yourself. This man you needs No introduction. It. <laughs> no introduction at all. It's okay. Also, I just want to get something off my chest
2: here about last week, okay? Uh, if you guys are going to try to like make fun of me during a podcast, you might want to choose somebody that actually sounds ridiculous. Hey, that, that and was... then put a picture of a guy who doesn't look way better than I do. You guys literally tried to insult me but complimented me because that guy was
0: Pretty good looking guy. Uh, I for the record, I didn't have anything to do with that. I actually have that. no idea what that is. I that's James Franco's brother. I, I didn't have anything to do with oh. that. That that came from an email question. Uh, asking if well, he thought you well, sounded uh, like you. So we weren't well, that's that's like, we weren't bad. trying to make fun of you. I made fun of you calling oh, th- no, sorry. Uh, Mike Sparks made fun of you. But let's let's not delve too deep into <laughs> what happened last I'm time. just saying things are saying that I sound like a movie star. This guy <laughs> not not it. I'll I'll blame Bill for that one. <laughs> there
1: you go. <laughs> Gotta blame Thanks, you for tell, You're welcome.
0: <laughs> All right, so uh, let, let's jump into this because we got a lot to unpack. Uh, New York, are after the win this this past weekend, they're 5-1-2 in their last eight matches. Normally, this is great stuff. They're hitting their stride uh, on the way to the playoffs, but they're about to hit a ridiculously difficult stretch. Uh, three straight road games against uh, teams that are... Uh, quality sides in USL for sure and uh, coupled with that the Red Bulls have not been terribly great away from home this season so it could be very very difficult uh, let's start Let's start just with this Pittsburgh game uh, I think the back line did something very very smart which was uh, they, they bypassed the midfield for a lot of this game they were playing up to Bonomo uh, and that kind of broke up uh, Pittsburgh's pressure, uh, and and so even though Bonomo wasn't involved tremendously around the goal, uh, he kept uh, Pittsburgh from ever kind of gaining any momentum by uh, you know, receiving the ball in these advanced positions and, and doing his best to control it and keep possession for the Red Bulls. I think that was a, a key to the game. Anthony, did you get to watch this week? Of course, I did. Well, I don't know. I watch every I didn't week. See you there, so.
2: I was not trying, to, trying to say, I, I didn't, did I watch this week? I watch, I watch every game. Anyway, um, I, I agree with that assessment, by the way, about Stefano Bonomo. I, I, I think he did hold up the ball really well. Sometimes it's not necessarily about scoring goals as a forward, but it is about, uh, controlling the ball and he did a really really good job at that um, also the 4-3-3 that they played in this I think worked well with the guys that they had out there being able to spread the ball as well and being able to make Pittsburgh run around the field which um, they haven't quite done a lot this season so I thought this was a really really good game for them I hope they can reproduce it on the road which is going to be their ultimate test because if they make the playoffs that's where they're going to have to play a majority of their games
0: yep uh, if they win out, they have a possibility of climbing into the top spots, but it's really, really difficult. I expect that we're going to see—well, uh, <laughs> uh, more uh, precisely, we're not going to be seeing them at home uh, over the rest of the season. Uh, it was very nice to kind of go out there and see them. Uh, despite you know Stefano not really having a big hand in the offense like we were just talking about, the Red Bull still managed to have 26 shots in this match, and— given that pittsburgh has been very strong defensively um and good at frustrating teams and kind of coming back on them uh the, i thought this was a really nice showing um yes it was at home yes they had uh the added boost of it being the final game and probably the oh, definitely the largest crowd of the season um but they they just look like they're really uh, gelling very well together i know that they had that loss against cincinnati um but that 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 seems more like a blip rather than uh, something to be truly concerned about. Um, another thing that I really uh, thought they they did well in this game was the organizational side uh, from the back line, and we got to hear uh, Hassan and Dom and Jordan Scarlet like always. That's not really that big of a surprise. but I, I felt like uh, Laura was a a far more vocal presence this week. What would you think, Bill?
1: Yeah, he was definitely I almost thought he could be the captain of the team actually because he was kind of giving commands from the beginning of the game because i was right behind the goal there and i could hear him yelling out and i don't remember hearing that at any other games this season and speaking of the crowd that was roughly 1500 people there which i think is the biggest crowd ever at montclair for a rebels 2 game so that was pretty awesome
0: yeah it was so it was big enough that they announced the size of the crowd yes um
1: <laughs> And I hit traffic leaving, so there you go. <laughs> that right,
0: that on its own is a good sign, I guess. Um, if there was something that you that maybe gave you pause in this match as you watched the team, Anthony, what, what was it? Uh, just
2: their inability to score on the tremendous amount of shots they have. I think that Junior Flemings is looking really, really good. He's approaching. As good, um, at least the eyeball test wise, as he was at his strongest point last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I feel very tentative not having Brandon Allen at the top of the box. He just he was a really good goal goal poacher for them. Um, you know, banging in rebounds, just seeming to be in the right place at the right time. Bonomo ticks off a lot of other boxes, uh, holding up the ball, mm-hmm. just. Generally speaking, a little bit of a better mind on what to do when the ball's at his feet. Brendan Allen just seemed like the guy who knew where to be to knock a goal in. And right now, that's what this team really needs, I think, a little bit more.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think Allen um, is far less athletic than Bonomo. Bonomo's not as good with his back-to-the-goal Um but I think he's doing a pretty good job considering uh, the role that he's being asked to play. But you're absolutely right. I think that is a little bit of an area of concern um, because so much of the play has been relying on other people chipping in. And if any of that kind of starts to erode, uh, as it did with the first team over you know, a couple of seasons, <laughs> that's going to be really problematic for them um, come playoff time, should they be there. Uh, Dilly Duca came You've off... You've got the bench. to be kidding me. Oh, I'm sorry. An- Anthony's watching the Yankee Uh-oh. game. Uh, yeah.
1: Just for, for anybody who's he's, he's watching the baseball team that plays on a soccer field.
0: Uh, you watch your mouth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you do not insult the New York
0: Yankees. <laughs> I do really like the way that you put that, though, Bill. Uh, but, but let's focus on this game. <laughs> uh, Dilly Duca came off the bench, and I thought he played... Uh, really really well in terms of being a spark, uh, but oh my goodness, his finishing. He had that easy tap that Douglas Martinez uh, set up for him uh, coming down the right-hand side, right in front of goal. I know he had to stretch for it, and uh, the ball was definitely moving faster than maybe he anticipated, but you gotta put that in. That was a real disappointment. Um, and then shortly after that he gets the ball at uh, roughly the penalty spot and again fires wide didn't really have a lot of pressure on him had plenty of time to kind of size up the shot he just looked like a player who maybe just had a little bit of game rust uh, still because he really hasn't put in uh, too many minutes over the last you know season two seasons or so
1: you could tell too just by you know his face expression that he was getting mad that he missed the shot <laughs> yeah. and that's kind of what repelled him to steal the ball there in in extra time and fire it you know over and they, they were able to get the second goal from there so he was definitely feeling it for sure you could tell yeah you got
0: what i think is a a marvelous shot of that um that i'm gonna share with this episode just because it was that good uh, but he is on the ground, like, really screaming out in anger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was fantastic. Um, okay. Oh, oh, one last bit of, of um, news. I guess it's newsy. It's not really news. Um, Gideon Baugh was not in the 18, so I asked about that. Um, but uh, because of the position that they're in, needing to get uh, points and being so close to, the, to that playoff spot, and the fact that um, they don't have to give Ba minutes uh, for rehab because he's obviously not getting back to the first team this season. Uh, it was decided that he would not play. I was just wondering uh, if either of you have an opinion on on that idea that uh, Ba, who could potentially be you know uh, a game breaker. Uh, was left off the 11 in favor of Schmoll or the 18 in favor of Schmoll?
2: I think um, you, I mean, if, if, if they don't think that he's ready to play, then, and they're not going to put him in the lineup. Like if they, if they're that unsure of a guy who is MLS ready uh, to be able to help this USL team during their run for a playoff uh, playoff position, then I think that maybe they made the right decision because it it seems
1: like they're very unsure about him at this moment.
0: Bill, anything to add to that?
1: Yeah, I agree with Anthony and I also saw him uh at the game on Saturday. He was watching from the sidelines kind of walking around a bit, so he was still there.
0: Okay. All right. So I think I think that I'm in that same boat where um you know, he's coming back from that long-term injury. It's not like they're playing on a nice grass field at Montclair, and so you're coming up against a physical team like Pittsburgh. Probably better to not have him out there at all, uh, lest he, uh, one, get injured, or two, just kind of uh, falter uh, on his road back, and that would have obviously really hurt the team. But it also kind of tells us a little bit that, yeah, results do matter to this team they do want to be in the playoffs they do want to be playing uh meaningful games against strong competition what it's it's not about just development well i mean (laughs) yeah (laughs) no shock at all i know i know uh let's talk man of the match anthony who you got I am
2: going to go with Florian Velo. I thought that he was in uh, not just the goal, but he was in great positioning for a good majority of this game. Um, It it, it could go to a bunch of different people, but uh, I'm going to go with him.
0: Yeah, you know, we didn't even get to talk about him really at all in that that recap, uh, because there were so many guys that put in really good shifts. And yeah, I fully agree with that. Uh, Bill, who you got?
1: I'm going to go with the back line a bit and pick Hassan Dom because he came up pretty big in the 30th minute where he had a huge save that could have saved the Red Bulls the game for sure. So that's that's my pick.
0: Yeah, a stand-up tackle nonetheless, and that's yeah. not something we see from him very often.
1: <laughs> no, not at all.
0: Uh, I'm going to give mine to Stefano uh, because you know, we talked about it earlier. The, the job that he did was so critical to the way that the Red Bulls uh, approached this match. And uh, if he doesn't get the job done, Pittsburgh can obviously start climbing back in and uh, have the added benefit of having uh, New York penned back. So it was really critical that he was able to control the ball, uh, keep possession, and uh, it, it opened the whole thing up for them. So, so <laughs> I don't know if we've ever picked three different guys, all of us, but uh, to Stefano, Florian, and uh, Hassan, congrats. You're all men in the match. Um, normally we all agree. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. We, normally we that all three true. of us pick the same person, <laughs> or like you two pick the same person, and I pick someone else just to be different. But yeah. Yeah.
1: Because you know Joe's got to be different. You know. Okay.
0: Before. Yeah. We, you do, Joe. Before we move on to uh, talking about uh, games to watch and, and the playoffs a little bit, I just want to play a clip um, from the the post game. We were talking to Florian Velo I asked him about um, his current run of form, and he just. He said something I thought was a little bit curious, so uh, I'm going to play that for you now, and then we'll talk about what he said.
3: For the past two months, I think, just, I haven't been thinking about it, just, I want to enjoy, like, maybe my last few weeks, two months, here, and then just, I don't want to leave with regrets, and I think it shows on the field, like, I'm playing free, I'm free, and
1: then I'm just having fun on the field.
0: Okay. You got that? You can hear that?
1: (laughs) Wow. Uh, I'm not sure how to take that. Uh,
0: so, oh! so I asked about Ow. this after the game uh, because I was not expecting that in the answer at all. Uh, and uh, basically, you know, all the guys that when they sign for this team, they sign a two-year contract. And he is a, a player who's coming up to the end of his contract. He does not know if he's going to be renewed because none of them know at this point. Uh, and so that's him talking about that, but that, I mean, really struck me because I thought he's been so good. Uh, and he said that very matter of factly, like, well, you know, this could be my last, uh, I just want to enjoy my last few games here. And I was like, Whoa, wait, wait, wait what, what, what just happened? Uh, but wow, you know, that kind of highlights that, uh, well, that issue too, for these guys that, you know, they very much are playing for their jobs. Well, okay.
2: Well, hot take
0: warning here. Okay.
2: um, this is not a team that has necessarily shown since 2015, since his current administration. Actually, no, historically, has not shown much loyalty to guys. Mm-hmm. So when your contract is up and you haven't been renewed, it's actually pretty safe to wonder very much whether or not you're going to be around, no matter how well you've been playing. Yeah. So, um, you know, for him to kind of say that, I wish it wasn't so. I wish that a guy like him didn't feel that way, and I wish that on a team like this and um, on an organization like this and on the MLS level that guys like him could feel like they maybe would be welcomed back considering how well someone like Florian Velo has played, especially on the USL level. But, you know, you got to be honest. We've seen guys play better than him that have, or on the MLS level and on the USL level, that just, they're not here anymore. So it 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 is fair for him to be like, yeah, you know, I want to make my last whatever amount of time as best as it could be because he might be looking for a job somewhere else.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that that's that's pretty fair. Um, I think with the way that he's come on of late, though, and uh, you know, Jesse had even you know mentioned in the past of uh, that Flo was one of those guys that they were you know keeping a pretty close eye on. But same thing with juniors and. How many of those kinds of guys can you bring up to the squad that already has so many wingers and so many midfielders? Uh, so it's, it's definitely something that I think will be in uh, his mind. But he is still young, and I could see them bringing him back at least to the two-team um, for another season, depending on how things go. But I wonder uh, if, um, if Besicourt becoming a more uh, viable option for the A-team kind of played into any of this at all because uh, obviously those two guys are very good friends and they were both kind of looking on the outskirts uh, at the start of the season and and ultimately Bezicourt's the one who who won that survivor challenge or whatever you want to call it uh and Velo is on the outside looking in
2: kind of i mean Bezicourt hasn't sniffed any MLS minutes yet i mean he sat on the bench he played um, he played a full 90 or,
0: no, maybe did he he? when did he play for, in Portland? Did he ever play for I 90? don't know if he played the full 90 now that I said that out loud, but he definitely started and played a majority of the match in Portland.
2: Okay, fair if he did, but um, you know, is he really going to be an option next year? You know, I, I would think that this team is going to be looking to the market for um some strong, ready midfielders considering how this season has gone, and maybe I mean, I don't know, depends on on how how much money or lack there are they're willing to spend. But um, if they are going to go super young for next year, then yes, Bezicourt will see some significant minutes next year. And maybe Velo will as well if, um, if Verone does not come back next year. But yeah, it's, it's, everything is up in the air with them. And it's I don't necessarily think that Bezicourt won out. But it will be interesting to see next year whether or not a guy like Velo would make the first team.
0: Fair
1: enough. I think he's got, but I think he's got the potential to. It. I mean, we all know how much Red Bull likes to spend money on on players and whatnot. So I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> so much money. I know so much money. To,
0: to be fair, to, I mean, to, to I mean, they brought Nabi Keita. Oh, no, Mohamed Keita. To be fair, and speaking to that point a little bit. Uh, this is a contract year for Veron and Sasha Collection, and both those guys make sic- significant money. So there is likely going to be money freed up, and obviously there's still all that money that they never spent from Dax. So there there is possibility that they go out and spend money, but th- let's not talk about the first team. Well, but real quick before before we go away from
2: that, and this is kind of a one of those weird MLS rule things. Mm-hmm. If they don't. If they don't spend that money this year, is it true that they lose it? I no, read somewhat no. it's that not, that's it's the not, case.
0: It's not TAM. It's it's GAM. Uh, general. Oh, okay. Money. Yeah. okay. Gotcha. No worries. No worries. Okay. So this week, some games to keep an eye on. Uh, not much <laughs> because a number of teams are now kind of eliminated uh, from the playoffs. <laughs> um, hold on. I'm going to pull up the standings because I'm a fool and I did not keep them open. While
2: you're pulling that up, I just want to let you know that Gary Sanchez is on second with no outs and Didi Gregorius at the plate.
0: I really don't care, Anthony. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, so you said that
1: with such a straight face. So the
0: only team still alive, <laughs> <you don't know laughs> the only team still alive in the playoff hunt uh, that is not currently uh, above the line is Bethlehem Steel. Harrisburg is now eliminated. St. Louis and Pittsburgh are both eliminated. Uh, Pittsburgh had an opportunity, I guess. Um, well, I guess St. Louis and Pittsburgh could at least get level <laughs> with the Red Bull. It, it's it's convoluted. They're, they're not eliminated officially, but they essentially are. Uh, Harrisburg only has one game to play and 37 points, so they are officially eliminated. Um, so Bethlehem Steel is one to keep an eye on this weekend. Uh, they have been mostly good. They're not dropping a lot of points, but they're playing TFC two uh, in Toronto, so there's that little wrinkle there. Uh, but very few teams have failed to pick up points <laughs> against Toronto, even if it's just a single point. So you know, keep keep an eye on that. And uh, Bethlehem has been pretty good away from home. They've won five uh, of their away matches so far this season. So let's hope that Toronto decides to uh, take care of business and, and knock off uh, Bethlehem. And then the other one to keep an eye on uh, Ottawa Fury, who are also eliminated. They've got nothing to play for are playing Cincinnati. Uh, And again, they're at home. If they can take care of Cincinnati and the Red Bulls can miraculously win uh, midweek, they will move up into sixth place. So that could be really, really good. Uh, but <laughs> the problem is they're coming up against two teams. Well, we'll go. We'll go over that uh, in the preview. Uh, we we've got to bet on this, obviously, Anthony. But how how do you feel about the Red Bulls' two playoff chances? Knowing that it's there is potential that they might need to win out just to make the playoffs.
2: I actually feel better than. I actually feel pretty good about it. I, I think that this team is playing much better. I know that their road form does not show that. And I'm banking that totally on their recent runner form, especially at home. But I think that Tampa Bay hasn't quite kicked it into high gear yet. I feel like they're still stuttering. So maybe, you know, they maybe they can. I'm I'm, I'm holding I'm being positive and holding out hope.
0: I think they actually can win out. Okay. What are you, what about you, Bill?
1: You know their their form on the road hasn't been the best this this year, but I'm hoping that you know since they already played Tampa Bay once this year, and they have an idea of their style of play that they can use that to their advantage and, and beat Tampa Bay, which would definitely help out. So. I think the worst game is that I'm worried about is against Rochester, and uh, that's the last game of the season on the road in Rochester. We were talking about that last week, too, and I just never like playing away in Rochester because it's never gone that, that good for the <laughs> Rebels, too. So if we can pull off two wins in Florida, I think we'll be in good shape, and uh, we won't have to worry about that game in Rochester.
0: Okay, and we will talk about those games in Florida in just a moment. We're going to take a break. But stick around. We're going to hear first uh, the postgame comments from the Pittsburgh match, and then uh, we'll preview the, the two Florida games. Stick around.
4: All right, guys, Flo, well, want to give us a couple of thoughts? Obviously, uh, 2 nothing victory, um, a much-needed three points. Uh, you guys dominated the first half. They made it a little more difficult in the second for you guys. Uh, you want to give us some, some thoughts on the match? I think it
3: was a overall like a really good game from us. Uh, really strong first half. Maybe we deserve more than one goal. And coming in the second half, we, I think we would let him play a little bit more. But they could have easily scored another one. Not easily, but we had to... Uh, chance with us today because they had a crossbar deny them the goal, and we're able like to keep the shutout. So good job for the defense. It's really good COVID going into the the next week uh, in Florida, which is going to be really important for the playoffs. But overall, like really good team effort and then really good win.
0: Is there at all a uh, is the team watching the standings right now? Watching the, the, the matches that are happening around the league because there are some teams that are going to have to drop points uh, as you're going down this stretch uh, because the road ahead is so hard.
3: Uh, I'm gonna say yes, but we shouldn't, cause we have a there's like our futures in our hands. Like if we need to win our games, if we win our games, we'll go to the playoffs. Uh, of course, we try not to look at it, but we do look
4: at it because we know it's important. Obviously, you guys are up to seventh, uh, you know, with the possibility to go higher. Obviously, games against OCB and Tampa, two teams that you guys have beaten in the in the past, this season. So how, how, do, you, how do you guys feel confidence-wise going into this week? Uh, we've been playing really good soccer for the past month, month and a
3: half, like, putting good performances. Uh, I think this week is going to be hard because we're playing back-to-back and, just played today, playing again Wednesday playing against uh, and playing again Saturday. I know it's not easy playing down there, but I think we feel confident with the performance we had today and just be confident in ourselves and we'll be fine.
4: All right. First of all, congrats on the win. Congrats on that you. your six goals this season. <laughs> and same as what you said, second half, they showed signs of life. They took good shots at a post. What changed from first to second half that got brought them back into the game? I think the
3: only thing that changed that we let them play more than We did in the first half, and that given the confidence, uh, they were able to play a little bit more in the midfield and building a little bit more. Uh, We need to just. In the second half now, from now on, we need just to step out uh, the, the way we did in the first half and then just deny them to play and just keep pushing, 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 play, putting some
0: pressure on them, and I think right. we'll be fine. Building on that last question, uh, you're up to six goals now. Obviously, there was a stretch of the season where things were a little bit more difficult. You were a little yeah. snake bit. Was it just a matter of getting that first one, and then things have been a little bit uh, easier for you, or something else has changed?
3: Uh, f- I think... First game of the season, first goal, I was like in my head, I was feeling confident. I was like, all right, it's good. I got my first goal, I think I'll be fine. And then for like 20 games, I didn't score. I was not confident at all. I just need to thank my teammates because without them, I would be scoring. Uh, And for the past two months, I think just I haven't been thinking about it. Just I want to enjoy like maybe my last few weeks, three months here. And then just I don't want to leave with regrets. And I think it shows on the field like I'm playing. Free, I'm free, and then I, I'm just having fun on the field.
4: okay all good. Okay. Thank so, you, guys. Thank it. you. Thanks. Clean sheet in the back. Obviously, this is uh, fifth straight uh, home performance where we grab points. You know what's what's going on back there? Were you guys, you know, more confident? You Jordan? Uh, any any kind of combination we put back there?
5: Um, as you can see, like in the beginning of the season, we were struggling by losing by getting more goal, and we become the team that in the league that consider a lot of goals so the coach like it wasn't easy because back then i was playing with team abadol I was trying to find like the good matchup matchup um to be good in the back but finally uh, i have a good matchup with jordan and i understand him and we talk a lot and we have a good communication in the back with naj and noah so it become a little bit more easy we understand each other so and it showed today, like in a clean sheet today, it showed today that we were more compact, more organized, and understand each other. So that become more easy for us to get a clean sheet. Up to
4: seventh place now in the standings with the win. Uh, you're facing an OCB team in Tampa Bay who you've beaten previously. You know, yeah. What kind of confidence does that be for you guys going into this week? Uh, obviously, you know,
5: two games in a short amount of time. So to, be honest for you, to be honest, I feel really comfortable going to Florida. Like, I like the water. For me, it's, like, cool water. It's hot. And I feel I, I like I respect my, my, my teammates. I think they're going to be really prepared and really ready for that. And I think Orlando is a team that they can, like, handle our pressure. So, and they can handle over there playing that big field. So it's going to be good for us playing over there. And I really feel comfortable going over there and really feel comfortable getting the, the triple over with Tampa and Orlando. Speaking of OCs, speaking of Orlando City
0: being... With this performance that you've had, it was a pretty complete from start to finish. Yeah. How much of that you weren't able to carry over that against those guys coming up forward? They're a pretty much stacked team. Do you feel very confident going in that you're able to get, get a result from there?
5: Yeah, I've, to be like I said, I, I feel really comfortable. You know, I, I have like two guys that I know really well. I know like the most of the two guys over there, Dasiva, Umini, um, Paul, the captain, Zag. A lot of guys, I know everybody, I watch the game every time. I know how they play. I know I watch the game, then they, they can handle the big field. It's too much for them. You can see they have a lot of tight in that stadium, and then they lost a lot. And so I feel like our style to play pressing high and stepping four checking is going to be key, and I feel really comfortable going over there, getting the three point
0: One of the things I noticed uh, in the first half uh, in particular, at least while Stefano was still on the field, was it looked like a lot of um, the play out of the back was looking to find that point man up top. Uh, to kind of bypass the midfield a little bit from uh, Pittsburgh. Was that in an effort to keep them from countering?
5: Yeah, exactly. So, like John said, they're trying to play like us. They're trying to press like us. And they want to, like, and John said, every pass, every wide pass or every pass behind is going to be very difficult for us. So we have to play forward. And uh, every time trying to chip every ball to Banomo, so Banomo and soccer ball, soccer ball for Tinari and then it was key today. And that was all, like, just putting ball on top of Banomo and Banomo handled it really well today.
4: All good? Okay. good. Thanks, Hassan. Thank Thanks you. So All righty, John. Want to give us uh, see a couple thoughts on the match. A Clean sheet. Uh, a fifth straight result here at home uh, in a positive manner. Going into a,
6: a big week, uh, two games in Florida. Uh, yeah, the message was we have three games on the road left, so this is a big, big game for us. A big chance for us to get three points, and uh, you know, a bit of the pressure building with uh, the the playoffs coming, and, and us and even be right now sitting outside and. Uh, now maybe get getting back in that playoff spot so uh, great effort from our guys we really went after it in a good way um obviously first half was was much better than the second but um in a lot of ways a really good effort so uh obviously we've we figured out how to how to win at home and now uh and the challenge is to see how many points we can get on out of three road games so what has been the difference on the road i think the- for the most part um, been in
0: most of those games even last week uh, or two weeks ago against Cincinnati you weren't really out of that game Uh, a lot of goals from outside so what happens to the team on the road that they're maybe a little less confident
6: I don't know sometimes uh, you know a couple of results go a certain way or a couple uh, plays go a certain way and then it erodes your confidence a little bit but you know I've been pretty happy with our performances on the road especially over the last uh, you know couple months so you know maybe it's just a little little thing on the back of the mind that's telling us that, that we don't deserve results on the road but uh from my eyes performance wise uh, the way we play the way we go after games I, th- I think we over the course of this year deserved more points than we've gotten um and then uh, you know obviously there's a there's a obvious answer is uh, set pieces and doing a better job of clean, finishing off games on the road that's probably been the biggest thing you know Quickly, I can think you know, six points that we've dropped on the road in the last less than minute of a game. You know, so um, I think we've made strides in that area and shown it at home. And now, you know, and go, going to play in three tough, uh, tough places to see if we can uh, pull off some results is going to be a challenge. But you know, the way we're playing, I, I feel pretty confident.
4: John, you've had uh, the last three teams that you're playing: OCB, Tampa, and Rochester. What kind of confidence, and what, are your, what is your message to the guys? having already beaten all three of
6: those teams this year yeah our mess my message is pretty consistent um we want to go after games we want to uh be the team that uh pushes the tempo that um you know we're not going to sit and and wait and see what happens we're going to go after things so that hasn't always worked for us this year but uh in a lot of ways i think it's helped us get better so i'm going to keep doing it and uh you know we we seem to play well against good teams so playing against three playoff game, playoff uh, position teams uh, you know certainly that doesn't scare us and uh, you know we'll see how the results go but we I feel pretty confident and I think I think the group more importantly I think the group feels confident, so.
4: what's the feeling of obtaining this important win in the last home game of the regular season at
6: such a big crowd that we have today yeah great question I think uh, you know uh, I think it, Not only are we figuring out the results, but I think uh, the staff around us figuring out how to to, help this team and and create a good environment. So uh, hats off to them for for, uh, putting a good crowd out there and uh, getting us a lot of support. And I think the guys felt that and put a lot of energy into the game. And uh, I'm just really happy we got three points for for all the the people that showed up today because I think uh, us and them deserve it. John what do you think was the drop
4: off kind of from the first half to the second half first half you guys held them to zero shots you guys held the the, the advantage 13 to nothing and you kind of let them back in at the end Uh, what do you think was attributed to that
6: yeah I don't know I mean I feel like I've gotten used to us coming out in halftime and and I feel pretty good about what I say in there so maybe (laughs) you have to record it and play it back and see but uh I don't know That, that was a little off you know the staff and I were discussing why uh you never know uh Maybe we, we got a little tense, I don't know, but uh, you know there's it's, we still didn't give away a lot, so that's a good sign that even though things got a little hairy and you know weren't as perfect as in, in the first half, uh, you know we still got after the game in a good way and uh, obviously get the second goal and, and close out the game. I would, would have hoped to come earlier, but uh, we still feel pretty good about what we did, uh, especially in the first half. You know,
4: so a final one for me. How important, obviously. your ultimate goal is to develop players and get them up to the first team but how important is it to continue to keep playing games into october into november obviously to continue to develop these guys
6: yeah i mean uh you know there's a lot of facets to development and uh, one of them is how to compete how to get after games and how to win games so uh, that's part of it so we want to win games Uh, and the other part is learning how to play under pressure and uh, there's nothing like a playoff run or a playoff game a, one, a one-off elimination game to, to put guys under pressure and put them in the fire and see how they, they come out so uh, we love the fact that, that we're in a race uh, it heightens the importance of each game which uh, again tests our players in, in uh, really good ways and then uh, a playoff game would, would also uh, be an extra level of that type of test and, and to push our, our guys as much as possible and and then as many games as we can play, and I really think if we do get into the playoffs, that uh, with the way we're playing and, and the form we're in the uh, former, and that we we should feel really confident, and uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to win a few. Cool. Thanks, man. Thanks. hi Thanks for right, thank you
0: we're going to preview the match against the Tampa Bay Rowdies first. Uh, oh. Tampa Bay, let's get a rundown. They are 12-7 and 10 overall, they plus 12 goal differential. Uh-oh, you guys ready for this one? They are 10-1 and 4 at home. Ooh. Yikes. Oh. Yeah, oh. that's Not some good. home record. Uh, in the last 5, they are 2-1 and 2. Uh, they beat Harrisburg and Charlotte. They drew Bethlehem Steel twice <laughs> over the last two weeks because schedules, uh, and the only loss that they have in that five game stretch, the Red Bulls too, which was that crazy four to two game. Um, uh, their top goal scorers, you got Georgie Ristoff with 11 goals and three assists, uh, Martin Patterson with nine goals, Joe Cole with six goals and four assists. Their uh, Main playmakers, Marcel Schaefer, he's got nine assists on the air, and Michael Nanchoff, who's got six goals and three assists. Is that right? I feel like that's not right. Do, 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 revisions. Um, and while you wait, just so you know, the Yankees went up 5 4. Of course they did. And it's still the third inning. Yes, <sighs> it is. The worst. I was only kidding about that, and it turned out to be true. Baseball is so <laughs> much fun. Um, Love baseball <laughs> uh, But Tampa Bay, obviously Very, very strong at home You know, we talked about They're not exactly hitting their stride But they've been darn good No, alright, yeah, Michael Nanchoff Six assists, not six goals Sorry about that, folks Six assists from Michael Nanchoff So their top two, Marcel Schaefer has nine Michael Nanchoff has six uh, Joe Cole has four, as I mentioned this team, I mean, definitely a different beast at home. Uh, it's midweek, short rest for both clubs. Uh, Tampa Bay coming off of you know, two consecutive draws against Bethlehem Steel, 2-2 and 1-1, respectively. Um, but th- this is their third game in seven days. It's is going to be the Red Bulls' second game uh, in that stretch, so maybe advantage the Red Bulls a little bit with that. Uh, but they are heading down to uh, Florida, where... Uh, it is swampy and gross and it's super humid and all the kinds of things that you don't necessarily want to have to deal with hassan and dom uh said that he's excited to go down to some warm weather but uh, i don't know about the rest of the team um anthony talk me talk me off the ledge we were talking before about uh how they might be able to win out is that really something that we can expect against tampa bay can they get a result there
2: Tampa Bay has been incredibly sluggish uh, at this point in the season. Uh, they they've got a lot of older legs. Look, the a majority of that team is an NASL side. NASL sides are not necessarily used to the amount of travel that USL teams have been used to over the last two two years. Uh, they've um, they also have not necessarily played the amount of young talent. Uh, and that's not a knock on the NASL. It's just it's just the fact that Let's Tampa be- Bay Rowdies. Well, it's not just less teams, but they, they put a, a premium on older players. Mm-hmm. It wasn't necessarily a development league. And here in the USL, they played a lot of young legs. Guys have been able to run them off the field. I mean, look at Ottawa. Od- Od- Ottawa was two years ago a um, a contender for NASL Championship and as a second division team. And they had top talent. But it's um it's not easy in this league and the travel is intense and you're talking about this being their third game in however many days um yes they're at home but their legs are going to be tired and red bull red bull kids are gonna try to run them off the field which is very possible in this game
0: and uh just for for note keeping sake this is uh, they're heading into this match. They've only won four of their last nine, which is not terrible, but it's still under 500 and certainly not how you want to be hitting the playoffs. We had talked a couple weeks ago how it seemed unlikely that Red Bull would, would catch them, but they're still in position to do so depending on uh, how their results go. Uh, I think that, you, you know, you're you're way onto to something in terms of having these older players that have played such a pivotal role for them and how tired their legs are going to be now that you're into this, you know, the thirtieth game of the thirty-two game season, uh, but still that that home record. It's really hard to kind of to gloss over that. Uh, but let's uh, let's get a prediction. I think I, I know we're kind of moving through this fast, but I want to get these two games uh, kind of quickly out of the way. Uh, so let's get a prediction for this match. Uh, start with you, Bill.
1: I'm going to say that uh, Rebels two are going to go in. They're going to win in Tampa, 2-0.
0: Wow! All right, uh, Anthony.
2: Um, I'm going to say it's also a win for Red Bull too, but I'm going to say two to one.
0: Okay, I am definitely not as confident as you guys. I'm going to say it's a one-one draw, which is still good for them, but they're going to be it's going to be nervy heading into the weekend uh, because they'll only be two points up on Bethlehem Steel. Uh, and then, of course, that weekend match that we were talking about, they're coming up against Orlando City B. This is a weird, weird team. All right. They are 10, 8, and 12 overall, right? Plus four goal differential. Their home record. Are you ready for this? Oh, no. I know what it is, but go for it. <laughs> they are 3, 3 and 8 at home. What the hell is that? Are they the LA Galaxy? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Don't insult Orlando. They've won way more games at home than, than the LA Galaxy have. <laughs>
0: Have the Galaxy won more than two? Is that the joke there? Yes. Ah, uh, terrible! Absolutely terrible. The Galaxy are two nine and five at home. Blame
1: <laughs> <laughs> it on the Chargers.
0: So yeah, three. Look, they're they're not dropping a lot of games at home. They're not losing, uh, but still, I mean, only winning three games is pretty crazy. But they've won seven on the road. Whoa, whoa what? Um, anyway, they're two two and one in their last five matches. Uh, wins over Charleston, Richmond, losses to Richmond, <laughs> St. Louis, and they drew Bethlehem Steele because everyone draws Beth Steel except for the Red Bulls. Uh, they really only have one guy to worry about on the goal-scoring side uh, who's done so much for them this season. It's Haji Barry. He's got nine goals, and Pierre Del Silva, or not Del Silva, but De Silva, has seven assists uh, through all competitions. Those are the two guys. Uh, pretty much everyone else, they've chipped in here and there, but uh, no significant stats to speak of. This is the game uh, that they can absolutely win. And, you know, coupled with a draw midweek, giving them four points for the week, I think would be huge. If Beth Steele is able to pull out a win, they'll still be a point back uh, with that happening. <sighs> I don't know. I just. It, it's all so <laughs> difficult to look at. Orlando City is one of those teams that uh, you know has given the Red Bulls trouble all year. They were able to take care of Pittsburgh, who plays a similar style in terms of uh, looking to counter and play uh, strong defense, but a lot of numbers behind the ball. Uh, and the Red Bulls have just really struggled on the road. So even though this team is not necessarily a juggernaut at home, I still think that they're a threat. Dead yes. Air.
2: Well, <laughs> did you, you you end you ended it. You sounded like you still had more to say when you. Okay. Yes, they are still a threat. Um. They're yes. They 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 are actually a really good defensive team, but um. I do anticipate Red Bull to being able to break them down. I just have a lot of confidence in this team moving forward right now. I feel like they look more dynamic than they have all year. Uh, so, I'm banking a lot on them being able to translate that from their home performance to the road, which there's no evidence to say that they will do that considering their road performance this year, but I'm hoping that that is going to be the case.
0: And uh, this Orlando team, they've already played 30 games, so they only have two remaining. If they don't pick up points against New York, their, their next game is four days later uh, at home again to Tampa Bay. Uh, So there's not really a guarantee that they're going to make the playoffs with Bethlehem Steel kind of still kicking around. They could be out of playoff position by the end of this weekend and then heading into the final weekend need a result against Tampa Bay. Uh, Well, into their final weekend. Uh, Needing a result against Tampa Bay Uh, just to, to be in the conversation. That's some very scary stuff. And even with all that, they still might not make it. Beth Steele's, it's possible that they win out. It's possible that New York wins out. Uh, and Orlando City would be out, out of it altogether. Do you think that that's something that realistically will happen? Because uh, Beth Steele has won matches, but they're not lighting up the league. They're, they're drawing more than anything. Uh, but even with that, because they have three games remaining, they could draw their last three games and Orlando City drop both of them and they still miss the playoffs. I, think I love awesome. how complicated this is. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really close race to end the season, so this has been fun. It
1: really depends on tomorrow night for me. If we can go to Tampa Bay and win, I think that's a, a great sign of things to come. If not, then I don't think we're going to be get, in a good place. So tomorrow Here, night's all for me. Here's, all in.
0: Here's a, a, a real possibility, too. All right. The Red Bulls win tomorrow night, right? They go to 44 points. Then they drop their final two, uh, Orlando, uh, oh God! <laughs> Orlando wins their final two, and Beth Steele wins their I don't know two of their final three, and they still miss the playoffs. <laughs> it's, uh, and, you, and, and you and you talk about me being a troll. That's not that's not a troll. That, <laughs> these are all things that could happen, right? It's it's all possible. You, that is the most trollish thing you've said.
1: I, I just think Joe
0: stirring the pot a little bit. That's all. A troll antagonizes people uh, for no gain. They just want to see people fight. I'm not trying to make anyone fight about this. I just think it's. I'm not trying. I'm not. I'm not intentionally trying to make people fight. I'm like, go ahead, let's do this. Um,
2: Okay. (laughs) I'm gonna leave that one. (laughs) Also, um, also, um, are you the to make another baseball reference? Are you the straw that stirs
0: the drink, Joe? I uh, (laughs) have no idea what that means. (laughs) I I I think Bill got that one. All right. It does not sound like it. Feels so quiet. I'm over here <laughs> laughing. Uh, did, I, mean,
2: did, oh, I, I know you don't know a lot about, but for those that don't know, that's a quote from Reggie Jackson from the 1970s where he said that he was the straw that stirred the drink that was the New York Yankees, and it got him into a lot of trouble in the locker room.
0: That's what I'm referring to. I had no idea. Okay, let's get a prediction for this Orlando match. Jeez.
1: Um, I'm going 3-1 Red Bulls Wow okay uh, Bill I'm going to go 3-1 as well
0: Okay Um. Uh, oh I didn't even talk about What they did last time out Man I'm not good at this sometimes You guys should keep me in check more often Sometimes, yeah, sometimes. Anthony, this is right up your alley. You should be the one that that that's calling me out on this stuff. They won three one at home. Do I think they'll repeat that? Not feeling that good about. it. But I do think that they can they can get a victory. I'm going to say it's two one um, on the road in Orlando, setting up a crazy final weekend at Rochester. Don't even want to think about it right now. Uh, we'll handle that next next week, and uh, it could be like group therapy. <laughs> <laughs> a Any result? chance that we
2: can get Bob Lilly again Back on the show? Because Bob Lilly is like One of one of my favorite guests that we've ever had On this show. He
0: was great uh, I'll, I'll send them an email. I think we can get them back um, I, If we do I also want to get a Red Bull player next weekend Or next week so that we can Have uh, two guests But we'll cross that bridge when we get there Um, alright that, That's, uh, I think we all Are in agreement that they're going to get that win In Orlando, um mm-hmm. I'm not as uh, confident that you guys uh, – that they'll get both wins in Florida, but I guess we'll see. All right, moving on to the Player Highlight. I forgot to – did I mention that we are going to do this at the front of the show? Maybe not. Who knows? No, no, you didn't. No, that's okay. I, you didn't. Yep, that's right. <laughs> it's back, people. Player <laughs> Highlights. This, this week we're going to be talking about uh, one of the fellows who was in my uh, Twitter poll. <laughs> we'll get to that as well. Uh, his name is – Dan Metzger, the butcher. We are big, big fans of Dan. Uh, he's been on the show before, uh, but we want to talk a little bit about uh, you know the qualities that he possesses. Uh, for me, the biggest thing for Dan has been uh, his uh, ability to hold possession and distribute. I think that that was not always a strength of his, but he's certainly coming into his own uh, in that regard, uh, and that's that's been I mean, along with. Uh, the inclusion of uh, partner Andrew Tenari I think that's been one of the things that has really helped stabilize this team uh, is the midfield not coughing the ball up uh, for you know a number of easy turnovers that's keeping teams from being able to really counter uh, them effectively Anthony what's one quality that Dan has that uh, you think he he uh, shines at
2: he's a guy who um you know, he's, he's not the biggest guy on the field, but he plays like he is. He's a uh, stand-up guy, and I don't mean that off the field. I mean that, I mean, I don't, you know, obviously he's a stand-up guy. We've talked to him before, but in the sense that he's not a guy that goes to ground very often. Um, a guy who can really play the ball at his feet, and I think that uh, is, is the kind of midfielder, the kind of quote-unquote Dax McCarty-esque midfielder that this team, that the team has at the moment.
1: Okay, Bill? I would say for me that he's a real staple in the midfield. He's done a great job as the season's gone on, and the midfield has just continued to look better and better each game. So he's just been awesome in the midfield overall.
0: Uh, One thing that I don't think we mentioned, he's also very good uh, in terms of of getting tackles in and and sticking in and doing so uh, with ferocity. There was a moment uh, in the game against Pittsburgh I don't remember who the defender was, but he received the ball at the top of the box. He was going to turn and kind of start a counter. And the second that he turned, Dan was sliding, in, you know, both feet out. Uh, he won the ball back and I, I was sitting next to Chris Oriwella, uh, and I commented to him like, that's the scariest thing I could imagine <laughs> as a defender is turning around and seeing Dan running full force, uh, about to go into a slide <laughs> against you. Um, okay. Uh, things that he could approve upon, uh, Anthony, you start.
2: I think his distribution um, in midfield is something he can work on. He's relied on um, a few other players on the team to do that. Last year it was Devin Speedy-Williams. This year he's looked more to Andrew Tenari to get the ball upfield. Um, it's something I definitely think he can improve on.
0: Yeah, I think I think in terms of keeping possession, he does very well. But he could do a little bit better of a job. Uh, speaking to your point, of opening up the field for uh, the players around him and just kind of playing you know, diagonal balls out to the wings and so forth. There was a moment last season uh, where he received the ball, picked his head up, uh, and saw Junior Fleming uh, making a run, and Fleming ended up with this gorgeous, gorgeous goal. I believe that was my goal of the season. Um, but I'd like to see more of that from him. I think a lot of times he's playing safe, uh, which is good, and it helps the team um, Stay in possession, but as as they're playing against teams that will sit back a little bit more and and look to counter, you're going to have to to look for these quicker strikes. And he could definitely be one of those guys that that does that for them. Uh, Bill, is there something you think that uh, he could improve
1: upon? Yeah, I would like to see him do some more slide tackling in the midfield and scare the scare the opponent up a bit and cause some havoc for him. <laughs> hack at the ankles, hack, hack, hack. <laughs> As long uh, as there's no cards involved, it's, it's all good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Um, the other no thing, blood, no foul. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing uh, that I think he could improve upon uh, is um, his positional discipline. So you know, you're know, you talking about him getting stuck in with these tackles. Sometimes he'll pull himself out a little bit to pressure, which is good. That I mean that's part of the way that the system works. Um, but maybe he could take it back a year to not get pulled so far out to leave so much space uh, because occasionally that, that's been an issue. It's gotten better as the season got, has gone on, but early on, that was definitely a, a problem. Okay, and of course, how we always end these, uh, do you see him as someone who is in MLS someday, uh, whether with uh, the Red Bulls or another MLS team? Bill, you start.
1: I, I'm going to say... Uh... Yeah, because he's already been you know in the eighteen a few times for the first team, so I definitely think that will continue on, and I wouldn't be surprised you know if next season come along if they need somebody else in the midfield, they would definitely call him up.
0: Okay, uh, Anthony.
2: Definitely, I think he's a guy that they that has um, a lot of the skills that the first team desperately needs. Um, so I would expect him to be with the first team next year for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that. I think that uh, he is absolutely someone who should be playing with the first team, even though he ha- he took a little bit of a step back. Uh, he has all those tools. He has those qualities that I think the first team could absolutely use like you touched on. And what a great, i <laughs> what a great sight it would be to see uh, Sean, Dan and Tyler all starting in the midfield uh, for the Red Bulls, potentially. I would be very happy with that, even if it was just like uh, for those, you know, squad rotation games or, or open cup, that would be a sight to see. Okay. And Junior Fleming's on the wing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hey, I'm down with that. That sounds awesome. Whew. All right, we're gonna <laughs> thank you very much again to uh, to Gary who gave us the idea to do that segment, and um, yeah, moving on. We got questions, guys. We've got questions. Hooray. More than one question. Not a question this week. It's we've kind got, of
1: uh, amazing.
0: We've got two questions, and that means that we're going to send out stickers to these guys. Uh, the one is going to be problematic, and you'll understand in a moment. <laughs> but uh, thank you very much for writing in. You will get your stickers. We will have to touch base um, sometime during the week, uh, either through email or Twitter, uh, to get your address in or you know figure out if you're going to be at a Red Bull game coming up and we'll get those stickers to you anyway first question is from our friends with the rampage that's why i'm like gosh oh, shoot do i have to send stickers to every member of the rampage this could no nope, they just get one <laughs> you share that sticker cut it up all
2: between you <laughs> hey isn't it all for one i mean come on aren't they supposed to be one
0: <laughs> I, I and how supporters groups <laughs> <could> work <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, no, one, I think, one I voice. Think, I think in theory that one, that's one true. voice,
1: one sticker. Anthony, I will. Yeah, yeah one voice, one sticker. Uh, again, not to not
0: to <laughs> stick it to the rampage at all, but uh, they had a oh. no. No, listen, listen. They had a, num- a number of. Uh, I think they were Red Bull uh, Youth Camp attendees or or training program kids. I am not sure who they were. There was a gaggle of them in yellow shirts, and they sang their butts off. For a lot of the match. Uh, so uh, big props to them, but I mean, they're right with the Rampage, and they were draining out the Rampage uh, a little bit. <laughs> the uh, so come on, guys.
1: You and they were stamping the on the bleachers, too. They, they were definitely making some good sound over they, there. They
0: were. They were really getting into it. Uh, so maybe they're just uh, uh like, was it Rush Week with uh, fraternities? <laughs> maybe, maybe they're pledging Rampage. Uh, anyway, <laughs> here's their question. Uh, Here's a question that could be of interest. With the popularity of soccer coming up and the release of FIFA last week, do you see EA Sports or any other – he said producer, but I'm going to say publisher uh, – making a game that is specific to MLS, USL, and ASL if they stick around? I would love to see this so all the stadiums in all three leagues are shown. Tired of seeing only LA and Seattle. Um, I really don't see that happening on their own. MLS is already um, – their license is already held by EA for FIFA, so I don't. Unless they put out a standalone game, I'd be very, very surprised. But I would like to see those two leagues uh, again. NASL, if it's still going to be around, uh, included in FIFA. I, I've, I'm kind of angry that USL is not already <laughs> included in FIFA. Mm-hmm. That won't give us a chance to see those stadiums, uh, but, I mean, come on. Let's Plus, come it on. would
1: be cool to have the home field for the Montclair Miners. Right? That would
0: that would be great. They kind of have <laughs> a stadium in the game like that. Uh, so I think it would work out. They, you could use the uh, – it's like the lower division English uh, stadiums that have, like, the apartment buildings around there. You just pretend it's the park. Oh, is it, it <laughs> molten Ro- Road or whatever it's right, called? Right, right. Something like that. <laughs> Uh, what do you think, Anthony? Are, is you, I, I'm just going to change this question to uh, Are we going to see USL or NASL in FIFA ever? Uh,
2: ever? Uh, um, if we're going to see it in recent and coming years, probably not. I don't think that either. MLS isn't even really that popular when it comes to um, FIFA. So it's going to be. Oh, my God. Oh, I lo- sorry. Uh, sorry. We're. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sorry. Um, the uh,
0: yeah. So yeah, that's my answer. Sorry, Aaron Judge just hit a home run. Uh, <laughs> so was it a two run homer?
5: It was a two run home
1: run. Oh, it's still the third. It's a, it's it's seven to four in the bottom of the fourth inning. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Just ridiculous. We've gone one inning over the entire length of this podcast. <laughs>
2: yeah, anyway, to, to, finish, to finish that up, yes. I, I think that if um, if USL gains a bit more popularity, um, then sure, it'll be there. But, you know, I mean, it doesn't even hold a candle to the English Championship or the Secunda Division or even Bundesliga 2, which is actually now being um, shown on Fox Soccer to Go. If you have the uh, online version, you can watch the uh, lower division, so...
0: Yeah, I think I think if you can get more players like Drogba in the league, it would at least put pressure on them to include them. But yeah, no, uh, I would be very surprised if it was in the near future. However, uh, fun fact, guys, this this gentleman right here was a video game tester for <laughs> almost a decade, um, and I know a lot of people in the business, including uh, uh, some connections, uh, not directly but uh, indirectly, to EA. And the team that works on FIFA. So I can actually get this question to them and uh, find out a response uh, in a reasonable amount of time. So stay tuned for that. Anyway, uh, our second question comes from Andrew Valente. He has uh, written us before, but uh, before we had stickers. So now I can send one out to him. At least I think it was before we had stickers. Uh, Well, I'll figure it out later. Anyway. Hey guys, love the show. Just curious as to what's going on with Arun Basulovich. He was rookie of the year earlier in the season, but now he's sitting on the bench for ninety minutes. Pretty drastic fall off. Curious as to what happened there. Uh, Anthony, uh, do you want to take this? I actually have the real answer, but I want to see what uh, you guys say first.
2: Okay, oh, Zed. See, this isn't fair. Because if you have a real answer like that, that's not fair. You well, should you should impart that real answer. Because I mean, if not, you're just
0: you're just trying to make me look stupid. Then yeah, now now it's this is a troll. See that's the difference, Anthony. This is me trolling you. But I am just interested because <laughs> it lined up with what I thought, and I'm wondering what you think.
2: Um, I think that maybe he hasn't necessarily been as productive in the midfield. I think Andrew tanari's is definitely. Asked him as the year has gone on, uh, but I don't know the specifics. I don't know if there's been an injury, if there's something personal. So now that you said that, I'm waiting for you to answer because I'm not going to give you a full answer.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, well, the you hit the answer right on the head because uh, you know Basulevich uh, was suspended for three games uh, for that incident. Jeez, uh, I don't remember who it was against. Mm, I can't remember. Uh, there, there was an incident in the midfield. He got into a bit of a scuffle uh, and was suspended for three matches. And in those three matches, Andrew Tanari came in and did a fantastic job. Well, he was in that match, but he continued to start for him while he was out uh, and locked down the job. And it's the kind of thing where you play the hot hand as any coach. Um, obviously, Pesulovic is not uh, someone who's going uh, anywhere after this season. He's, he's under contract. Uh, with the first team, and uh, they, they have the luxury to continue to play the hot-handed Andrew Tenari, and they're going to do that because they're getting results with him there. Not a knock on, on Basulovic at all, uh, just Tenari is doing a better job. Busulovic, uh further up the field, I think did well, but uh, there you're talking about uh, displacing uh, Bezicourt, uh, who's been you know, continuing to play with uh, the Red Bulls too, or below, if he's not there, those are the two guys on the top of the depth chart. So it's, it's two guys that you would have to to dethrone, uh, if you will. Uh, it's a little bit higher of a, or harder of a hill to climb. Uh, yeah, there you go. Look, I didn't even trap you at all, and it it was exactly the right thing. That actually, you uh, tried to. No, 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 no. That boosts uh, uh, public uh, image around your uh, punditry. I would. Oh say. yeah,
1: right. People still hate me. People are gonna look up to now, Anthony.
0: Only, only very, very short people.
1: Yep, I was about to say that. Yeah, <laughs> I said I was, was going to use a non-proper word for that. <laughs>
0: oh, Anthony, don't make things worse. <sighs> okay, uh, one last, last tiny bit of uh, anything. I put up a poll today. I mentioned it before about uh, the New York Red Bulls two players that are in FIFA. Uh, I forgot to add Hassan Nadam, uh, so I I apologize for that. Um, But (laughs) I included Evan Loro, uh, Vincent Bezicourt, Zico Lewis, and Dan Metzger. If you have not looked at these, please head over to our Raising Bulls (laughs) Twitter and uh, and look at these awful, awful (laughs) representations of these fine uh, gentlemen. That are in this game. I've always felt bad for MLS players in general uh, in the, in FIFA because they are mostly neglected in terms of stats uh, and appearance. <laughs> um, but it's really funny when <laughs> you've got players who aren't even in like the the 18 for the most part for the first team and how they're represented in the game. And uh, yeah, another banner year for the lower uh, roster players.
2: Uh, It's gotten better. Like, do you remember how bad Dax
0: McCarty was? Yes, yes, I do. (laughs) Years ago, like his his hair was like bright neon
1: orange. (laughs) Yep,
0: it has gotten better. That's for sure. And with the amount of footage that's available, like, all right, forget the others, but Evan Loro and uh, Vincent Bezicourt played a significant amount of minutes, enough that there's enough footage of them uh that can be uh, viewed for recreation purposes. Uh especially Lauro played in that that homegrown game, so there's like a lot of, of footage of him and he it just is terrible. Ew. <laughs> it doesn't look good at all. He's leading the voting right now. Uh sixty five percent of the votes have gone to laura looking the worst. Twenty four percent for Dan Metzger. That's who I voted for, uh, full disclosure. Metzger <laughs> is the worst. It is by far. Um, I like. I look at him and I'm like, who is that guy? I kind of want to just put up the pictures without <laughs> saying who they were and see if people can figure it out. But and
1: whatever. on Loro, he's missing a, a huge chunk of hair Yeah, <laughs> on the side of his head. He's <laughs> oh, got a little fuzz in the front.
0: Bestcourt looks kind of like Velo. I don't know, maybe they confused the two. Uh but whatever. Uh Bezicourt hasn't had a single vote for him uh, yet. Uh, but Zico Lewis 12%, Dan Metzger 24 and Evan lauro leading the voting. You've got 11 hours left to vote people. Uh feel free. Uh there's no prize attached to it. <laughs> but just, you know. Uh yeah. All right. Well, well I, I think they should get a sticker. Yeah, but how can I? Who do I give a sticker to? Like the player. One
1: sticker per picture.
0: Yeah. Should you give the sticker to the player. I'll give i sti- I'll give the sticker to the player that that wins. That's all right. Fair enough. Yeah. It looks enough. very likely that's going to be Evan Loro. So Evan, uh, I will get in touch with you shortly to <laughs> to get that sticker to you. Um, all right. My wife just walked in the room and said she wants a sticker. You got it, lady. You got it. It's coming your way. Oh, <laughs> did you Did you guys get to see Arjun, our, our uh, number one superfan, uh, right, was wearing the Raising Gold yes. hat? Oh,
1: yes. Saying. I looked, saw the picture. Yeah. Great.
0: I saw him like two or three times with the hat on before I even put it together when he was like pointing to the hat to be like, look, look what I'm wearing. <laughs> uh, yeah but it looked great it was great to see it in the wild I can't believe I didn't bring mine on the like the one game that I could have used it so far at least the first team will give me maybe another cold game to wear too maybe for good that, job Joe
1: yeah, yeah. oh Joe uh,
0: you let that kid down <laughs> hmm, perhaps perhaps anyway that, <laughs> that brings us to the end of another episode of Raising Bulls uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter I am at underscore Joe Goldstein and I am at NYC Soccer World. Whoa, you're not Attitude AG, AJM. Wow, anymore? you got a new Twitter handle. I'm sorry, Bill. I didn't I, step on yours. It's all good. <laughs> I did. I um, I now have one
2: particular to soccer because there's way too much other stuff I would talk about, including professional wrestling on the other one. So I figured might as well separate
0: it out. So at NYC Soccer World.
1: Wow. Okay. That threw me. And off. I'm at Bill TNJ.
0: And if you want to follow the show, and we hope you do, we are at Raising Bull Cast. That's one bull, Raising Bull Cast. And of course, that's all on Twitter. You can follow us at uh, facebook.com slash Raising Bulls. You can go to RaisingBulls.com. I have uh, maybe some news coming up about our site. And uh, yeah, there's going to be some other things happening there. Uh, we have our YouTube channel, Raising Bulls Podcast. You can find that. Uh, please find us and subscribe. and I don't know. What, are the, what do those kids say? Set up notifications and like and what? share for YouTube. You never listen to the YouTubers, the streamers? Subscribe. No. Smash that subscribe, subscribe button.
1: Like my video.
0: Yeah, it's, it's like really super obnoxious. <laughs> uh, but we're there th- and now. <laughs> so trying to i mean
2: i, I wasn't i was a big nerd fighters fan so like you know
0: like are there links in the doobly do? yeah sure um <laughs> your colloquialism is lost on me uh there you go <laughs> uh, but you can also go to uh itunes and google play and stitcher to find us uh we are everywhere that you get your podcast please though on all of these places uh subscribe rate review That really does help and it really does mean everything to us and we love you also oh, all so very much we're at the tail end of our second season we've done over 50 episodes and that is largely thanks to you guys who are uh, downloading every week so again thank you so much and uh for uh, bill Toomey, anthony merced and myself thank you and have a good night Again, it's a fast lap. I don't know.
1: What are you doing? I slowed down every week, Josh.